0: Welcome to Pardon the Intermission, a podcast that takes a look at movies, TV, and all things entertainment, from the past, the present, and the future. Remember to subscribe and like the podcast, and give a review. This helps out the podcast, and is greatly appreciated. Now, on to the show. Yes, hey everyone, welcome to Pardon the Intermission, I am Eric. And... I uh, am Jason and thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. Hey, we wanted to jump in real quick. You know, last podcast we were talking about the Mandalorian and we were talking yeah. about Disney Plus. We were talking about uh, Willow uh, getting sure. canceled. Yeah, And we never really quite finished because we kind of got off on a on a a little uh, a little little, a little dive, not as deep as what the Mandalorian did down there in the mines <laughs> of the living water, but we did right. we went pretty we were going into a little dive of right. of the season of Mandalorian so far. Right. But we wanted to finish up real quick because we kind of wanted to end it uh, uh, end it. We kind of uh, we running late on that show. We wanted to uh, start up again real quick just to finish that thought. Mm-hmm. Um, the thought was basically that a lot of these shows uh, are getting canceled. You were talking about Bob Iger is basically you know looking at the bottom line here and saying listen, yep. yes shows I can't. And yep. and I wanted to finish on one point, and then I'll get your thoughts too. Sure. You know, my my main one point I wanted to circle back around to was that you know a lot of these problems uh, I think were caused by Bob Iger and with him buying. Disney and uh, not buying Disney, but setting up Disney, Plus, buying Fox, mm-hmm. you know, having all this content. You know, I honestly think, man, and we've talked about it too, about uh, this before, but I really think the more and more I see it, the more and more I think that this content, all of this content is not good for Disney or any other streaming brand. And what I mean by that is that, you know, in the old days, you had the Disney Channel. Yeah. You had one channel that you could throw some stuff out there. They had ABC. They'd throw some Disney movies on. They'd throw Star Wars on. They'd throw this and that. Yeah, It was limited. And with limited content, you could do a release of like, let's just say a show like Mandalorian, mm-hmm. and it would be huge, right? Yeah. It would be really huge. But the problem is that First off, one, they've got too much stuff. It's yeah. just too convoluted now with these shows, right? Yeah. The second thing is always going back to the problem of Marvel mm-hmm. and of and of <laughs> Star Wars. And basically, this content is now getting so, uh, uh, not just, I'd say watered down, but mm-hmm. it's just they put out some <clears throat> really terrible content that they have really started to lose most of the audience with it, I think. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, is I don't think... Like shows like Mando, I don't think it's necessarily bad. Yeah. Andor was a great show and oh, nobody yes. watched it. Yeah, Nobody right. watched it. Mm-hmm. I, I think what happened is that they, w- with the shows that they have put out, a lot of the uh, uh, Marvel shows, the Marvel Universe shows that haven't really met expectations with yeah. the Star Wars <laughs> shows. I mean, yeah. we've talked about it before Kenobi and uh, what's the other one? Boba Fett that just, that, that were terrible. They really Bob were. Bob let's Fett. just say they, they weren't great at all. Yeah. They're losing people because they don't want to waste their time. They don't want to go back and say, well, why am I going to watch that? Because there's just mm-hmm. terrible content. Yeah. So I think I think a couple of big reasons there, those were a couple of the big reasons why they're they're losing. They The streaming service platform is probably not good. I mean, the, in all honesty, it's great at first. We thought it would be awesome. I thought it would be awesome. Yeah. But to be honest <clears> now, <throat> I think it's too much. I think it's just way too much content there and there's too many streaming services we talked about that and and it's just too much right now so that that was my thought why they're kind of losing viewership going back to the original story is why they're losing viewership why a show like mando which is a great show okay it's a good show right now not a great show let me take that back it's a good show but why it's it's not really even performing the way it should be i mean it should have a bigger audience set for it. But anyway, Most definitely. So th- that that's kind of my thoughts on that. What what are your yeah. thoughts?
1: Uh my thoughts are very similar to yours, if not the same. I do think this is a good old-fashioned case of Disney sticking its hand in the cookie jar and uh getting caught. And mm. there's an old saying I like to use Eric uh that I've used a long time that's called don't cash in your chips until you know what hand you have. That's a poker fret. that's a poker reference. Yeah. You know, obviously you're not gonna you're not gonna cash in those chips until you know that A, you've won the match and then B, you have a good hand. I think in this case what Disney did is they overplayed their hand a little bit. And I remember um, I don't know if it was on pardon the intermission here, but I think in maybe just backdoor discussions that you and I have had, I've always expressed kind of a concern about this is one of the risks that you run when you start basing content on ancillary characters that weren't really meant to be popular in the first place, mm. because you're, ha- you're mm. having you're having an issue with creating a storyline for char- a character and characters that never were created to have set storylines to begin with, such as Boba Fett. Boba Fett only became a fan favorite on The Empire Strikes Back because A, of the way he looked, B, and the way he sounded, and C, the way he was portrayed in the storyline. Yeah. But before the book of Boba Fett. And before um, the prequels, he never had a set storyline. And so this is part of the risk that they have run here that they've actually run into is that they have created so much content that exists in the canon. It doesn't need to be created because now they're going in and trying to literally fabricate storylines for characters, make them plausible, but they're not, it's not working out. Because quite frankly, to be honest with you, even though I was a Boba Fett fan in the original Star Wars films, I didn't think that he should have had his own standalone series because he, he didn't have a devoted story arc the way that some of the other popular characters did. Now, with the Marvel content, it's much different because with Marvel a lot of those characters have existed on pages in the comic books. And so there's a lot of source material to draw mm. from. But then when you look at the Star Wars content, even though Star Wars exists very heavily in canon, in graphic novels, uh, I was going to say, yeah, does Bo- Boba Fett have he, he does. a life He does. He does, yes. But they're not really basing the Boba Fett stuff and the Mandalorian stuff on any of the pre-existing Star Wars canon that's out there, either mm. in novels or graphic novels. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that... Disney kind of rode the wave here and they thought that fan favorite would equate to financial success. And at first it did, but now it's starting to kind of die out a little bit. And now we're getting, I'm getting at least a little bored with the, uh, with the watered down storylines, the plot hole loops and the stuff that just doesn't make sense, you know? And now with, with me and Disney plus personally, There are occasions where I'll sit down with my daughter and we'll watch a classic Disney animated film. You know, we'll watch Alice in Wonderland or we'll watch um, like my favorite Disney live action film when I was a kid
0: was 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. And oh, interesting! With, with, you uh, know, I don't think I've ever. Wa- I've Douglas. never watched. Yeah, Kirk Douglas and I don't think I've ever watched the full okay. movie. I've seen clips of it. I actually probably yeah. need to go back and watch. Yeah, it. it's actually real good. I went and watched that with my daughter a while back because
1: I told her this was my favorite Disney movie growing up as a kid. Mm. So on occasion, I will peruse it and watch something that I enjoyed when I was younger. But by and large, you're right. I think again, going back to my original uh, metaphor classic case of them just sticking their hand in the cookie jar and they got caught with it and um yeah and now as a result what we're seeing here is this massive restructuring and this massive reduction of content, not because they want to, but because they have to, because now they're starting to lose mm-hmm. money hand over fist yeah. and it's affecting the bottom line and it's affecting the overall product.
0: Well, well they've really put themselves uh, in a bind because you you cannot charge people. Here's the deal. When you charge people a monthly, and that's what we're finding out with these streaming services now, Yes, yes. now that the pandemic's over, when you charge people money for these services. You need to yeah. have really good content to keep these people there. I mean, yeah, it's nice to have the, the ability to click in on Disney Plus and, and, and watch the, the, the original trilogy, you know, Star Wars, the, the original, yeah. the New Hope, and, and mm-hmm. those, uh, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi. And, mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice to do that, but how many times are you going to do that? Once in a year? if that so yeah. so yeah so I mean this new content you have to do this new content well that's the problem like you're saying this content uh, going is just so watered down the scripts are terrible I mean mm-hmm. I mean the dialogue on some of these shows and the sets and the, I mean we've talked about it many times it's just it's junk yeah it now, really is it is really bad and and yeah yeah go
1: ahead but I was just gonna say now let's let's give Disney the benefit of the doubt in some areas here okay like you just alluded to and or they scored really big with. Okay, yeah. Andor, Andor was great, and there is going to be another season of Andor uh, coming out. But that it's, nobody will watch. That no, well, <laughs> it's funny you mention that because apparently this next season coming out is going to be the last season of Andor. Oh. So they're, they're only going to have two seasons. Not multiple seasons like they've had. Well, with you know, the it's funny. Be- it's so. funny
0: because a lot, a lot of the planning. They, I, I'll tell you what I think is really going on. They're reeling, like yeah. you're saying. I, I think that you know because Iger's in there, and like you, you mentioned it before. He's in there, and he, and he, and he's telling him, hey, you know, these mm-hmm. don't work. We're getting rid of them. The yeah. problem is those is they had all these all these shows that were probably set to interconnect. You know, yeah. weren't they going to come out with kind of a new uh, raw ro- a rogue squadron mm-hmm. uh, uh, movie? They and were. I think that got shelved. It did. I mean, they yep. had all these all these uh, stars. Star Wars and MCU... Uh, uh projects yep. that were that were coming out that are getting shelved now just because we actually they are freaking out over there.
1: Yeah, we actually discussed this on the pre, on last week's episode of Pardon the Intermission where we talked about I think it was either last week or the week before where we talked about all these massive projects that they are shelving or in delaying just because everything is in creative purgatory right now. Yeah. And then also the Acolyte, another Disney um Star Wars uh creative project has been put on the shelf temporarily because of creative differences. differences. Mm. So yeah, you're right. Uh, We're, we're just seeing, uh, we're seeing a treasure trove of content, but a treasure trove of content that doesn't necessarily need to be there. Well, I'll tell you as,
0: as a viewer, you know, in in the beginning, I thought this is so cool. This is great, you know, and and especially when they put out Mando, I think Mando just hit at the right time and they had the right feel and look to it that it it felt like, you know, for a lot of people who are looking for the older feel of star Wars, Mm -hmm. that's what got him. And something else, too, that we haven't factored into our
1: discussion, COVID, COVID-19 mm. forced us all to stay in our well, homes. Well, yes, yes. We were watching all of this content, and now that all of the lockdowns have been lifted, now that some semblance of normal life has returned, we're all back at work, we're all back at school. We're all back in the Disney we're parks. We're all back in maybe? the Disney parks. <laughs> at least I am before you (laughs) I know I still got to get back Uh, in there so the point being is that we're starting to return to normal life where now we can't stay at home 24 7 to stream our entertainment the way that we did just a year and a half two years ago
0: well I was gonna say what I was saying before is that listen you know I thought it was so cool we got all this content this is amazing you know this is awesome I want to last forever and now that I have it and now that it, it, it I see what what the content is and you know it's like I don't want it anymore I mean I'm like you know what just give me one show give me two shows a year yeah. two good shows a year yeah. but like I, like I said uh, uh, in a previous or maybe I said in this one they, they could do that on on ABC they could do that on regular broadcast TV just give me two good shows a year right. because I'm not going to pay. Unfortunately, I don't right. care if they do have good shows. I'm not going to pay for junk, and I'm not going to pay for just two shows to keep the streaming service. It's too much. Bring you know? back the wide world of Disney. Remember the wide yeah, world of Disney yeah. where they would
1: have a different movie or a different show on every week? Yeah. Usually it was like Old Yeller that they would always
0: show well, I think something. they did that with <laughs> – didn't they do that Didn't – wasn't that a – was that a Disney show, The Young Indiana Jones? Uh, Young Indiana Jones was a Steven Spielberg project. I was believe. it through Disney? I
1: don't. It might have been through. It might have been produced through Disney, but I think Steven. Sp- yeah, Spielberg worked on it creatively, but it might have been a Disney produced.
0: I, anyway, I cannot remember, but it seems yeah. like I remember it. I thought I remembered it playing around the Disney time slot. You know, the, yeah. uh, I think we're talking right. the Eisner years. You know, when Eisner right. picked up the mantle and he would come on TV. Uh, yep. How Walt used to do. You know, way yeah, right. way back in the day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, they should do that. I don't know. You know, the the problem is we'll have. to see what happens I think Disney plus I mean all these streaming services are in a lot of trouble I think I I, I think this is just the beginning of what we're gonna see Uh, like I said unfortunately I thought it was a great idea now I think it's terrible it's a terrible idea yeah
1: it'll be interesting to keep track of this story and many others linked to the disney plus platform just to see how everything materializes in the coming months here because uh this is either all going to happen really really fast or it's going to take time to develop so uh yeah it'll be interesting to and we'll keep you guys updated on all of this like we do and let you know what we know so and also Follow our social media accounts as well because we'll post links and stories to a lot of the Disney content as well. So that way, you guys can not only
0: listen to it on pardon the intermission, but you can read about it too. Yes. Hey, and we're gonna now we're gonna shift gears. We're gonna actually oh. talk about something that's a little more hometown. Good. I'm looking forward to this massive 180 shift here. Yes. Let's yes, do this. Yes. Let's You do this. you had found an article. <laughs> this is totally awesome. Now th- yes. this actually came from one of our local sources here. It's called yes. YourCentralValley.com Yes. And uh, we're both from Fresno here. No no surprise. Right. But you found this article and yeah. the title is the title is the top 10 fictional Fresnan's and again this
1: comes like eric said from centralvalley.com, which is the website for channels uh tv channels 47 and 24 which are cbs and nbc affiliates Sorry, which are local 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 stations, local stations here now this article
0: yeah. this article this article uh centers around the uh Top ten, and if you heard that fictional, fictional. Fresnans. and right. I thought, well, maybe at first when you showed me two, I was thinking, was well, are these actors that people thought came from Fresno, no. and they no, these are actually. What people that are mentioned in movies in movies that are from Fresno, Fresno, but the character is from Fresno. I'm like, oh, oh, this is kind of cool. Yeah.
1: And for those of you listening to us from out of the region, Fresno is right smack dab in the middle of California. We're in the middle of the Central San Joaquin Valley in California.
0: Here's what we like to say: we are we're in the heart of uh, the California state. Right. We're basically in right in the center. We're the heart of the California Mm -hmm. state, but we're the butt. Of most of the California yes, jokes. we are. <laughs> even even the na- national jokes, it seems like, you know, you yep. hear that in the movie too. Oh, they're from Fresno. You know, yep. it's like very negative. We're right? three and a half hours from San Francisco uh, <laughs> south, and then we're five, four and a and a half, five hours uh, north of Los Angeles. So, it, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So anyway, so anyway, now. so here we go. So, I'll, I'll start it off here. So, here here's one that I forgot about, but I do remember. So, number 10 here on the list yes. uh, from the famous movie Escape from New York. One of my favorite cult classics. Uh, came out in 1980. Uh, this one uh, starred Kurt Russell, of course, as Snake Bliskin, right? We all knew that. It was a John Carpenter movie. Right. And uh, uh, it says, although, this is, I'll read a little bit of it here. It says, although never seen on screen, Fresno Bob is mentioned as a buddy of (laughs) Snake Bliskin. Bliskin, oh my gosh. And see, I totally forgot, and I've seen this
1: movie over... Oh, God, um, so many times, and I still can't remember him ever mentioning Fresno Bob. I do
0: remember him. I do remember the the name Fresno Bob. I do. I don't okay. remember what it was about, but I do. And it says here that I guess they talk about Fresno Bob and he met a mm-hmm. violin in, but they never said how okay. it happened. So it is mentioned. It's funny. I would like to talk to John Carpenter and say, "Where did Fresno Bob? What? <laughs> how, where's that tie? Who, who's right? Fresno Bob? Did you know a guy right? named Fresno Bob? What's the tie here? <laughs> anyway. So that was number ten. And go. We'll go yeah. on to number
1: nine. So number nine is the character maggie beckett from a popular tv show called sliders those a few gen xers like eric and i will remember this show called sliders that was real popular in the mid to late 90s it was on i think for six seasons but mm. in season five episode nine of that tv series sliders maggie beckett who was played by actress carrie were w-u-h-r-e-r is revealed as a quote-unquote military brat that credited, huh, you're going to love this one, folks, beautiful Fresno, California as one of her many hometowns. <laughs> that's sweet. That sweet. Now, Sliders, didn't they like travel through time or something? It was or, a popular yeah. time travel show, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was It was supposed to be kind of like the quantum leap of its time, quantum leap of the 90s. Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: that's right, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I thought that was kind of funny and interesting when I saw that on the list there.
0: Uh, number eight on the list here, we have uh, the famous Carol, uh, Carol Burnett. Burnett was yes. in a show and I do remember the show and I remember when the show was filmed it yeah. was it was uh, uh, actually, Filmed in Fresno It was huge mm-hmm. news around here Yeah um, But anyway She played a character Called Charlotte Kensington mm-hmm. In 1986 It was a miniseries Set in Fresno Okay And it was yeah. basically Kind of like If people remember uh, Falcon Crest Or Dallas mm-hmm. These guys were like I think The Raisin uh, Family They were They were like a, The king and queen Raisin family You know they a, were a Royalty the... of The Central Valley They were like The J.R. Ewing family Yeah the J.R. Ewing If you guys remember The <laughs> Yeah the the Dallas series. Right. I know. still don't know who shot JR by the way. <laughs> yeah, nobody does. That's <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so it was, it was so funny. So Carol Burnett, yeah, the series portrayed, it said the Kensington family's raising growing business and the drama. Associated. So it was kind of this uh, mock-you drama. It was, it was this drama, not mock-you drama, sorry. It was a drama that was a, a comedy. Okay. Uh, you know, it made a lot of fun. It, yeah. It's funny. I, I would like to, uh, I remember watching it, and it was kind of like pretty, pretty. I don't know, pretty, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, hokey back then. but Campy. Uh, campy, thank you. Campy better word, welcome. yeah. No problem. Um, I would like to re-watch it, though, just for the heck of it. So. Right, okay. So as we move on down the list, we get to number
1: seven here. Which surprised me.
0: This was a shocker.
1: Yeah. And actually, it kind of shocked me a little bit, too, because this is one of my favorite sci-fi movies of all time. Mm. The character Ricky Newman from... Twelve Monkeys, which came out in 1995. For those of you who don't remember the movie, now there is a TV show based on the movie called Twelve Monkeys, which features Todd Stashwick, our favorite Captain Liam Shaw on Star oh, Trek Oh, no kidding. Is he in that? Yeah, we can talk about that maybe next episode. Yeah. But at any rate, continuing with uh, the, uh, the list here. So yeah, Twelve Monkeys, the movie, features Bruce Willis and Brad Pitt. And so Bruce Willis basically is a character who goes um, who travels back in time. He's in kind of like a post-apocalyptic era. And so he's traveling back in time to find somebody who creates a monkey outbreak illness that eradicates Mm. almost half the entire population of the earth. And so the article here says that an important subplot of that Bruce Willis led sci-fi thriller refers to the rescue of nine year old Ricky Newman, who is apparently trapped down a well in Fresno, drawing much media attention. Mm. And although Ricky is not portrayed on screen, his story is important to that of the film. And actually that storyline is the integral part of the film, because that's what the whole plot centers around that kid. Ricky Newman is like the little outbreak monkey, apparently and he's the source of the whole plot of the movie. So I'm, and I'm glad they got that on the list because even though he's not a uh, corporeal character on screen but he's, he's mentioned, mentioned and so he's very popular to that storyline well, he's, he's a
0: fictional yeah. uh, Fresno. yeah
1: and by the way the movie 12 Monkeys well done science fiction film was directed by Terry Gilliam of uh, Monty Python fame so if you're familiar oh, with wow. Monty Python yeah. so yeah Terry Gilliam directed I highly recommend it if you guys need to watch a good sci-fi film
0: I'll have to go back and, and maybe we should go back and watch that and do a review of it because yeah, I haven't absolutely. seen that in years it'd be really yeah. cool to go back and watch that yeah this movie,
1: actually, I think uh, Brad Pitt. No, Brad, Yeah, Brad Pitt
0: was nominated for a Golden Globe in his role in this film. Mm, yeah, he did a great job. Yeah. Uh, number six here. Now, this is a, this is actually a show mm-hmm. that uh, I, I got to be honest with you, I couldn't get through. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> neither could I. <laughs> anyway, um, there was a show uh, in 2015 called uh, "Addicted to Fresno." Huh. And it's based around these characters, uh, uh, sisters Martha and Shannon Jackson. And they were uh, played by uh, Natasha Leone. You know, it's funny. She's in so much stuff. She's in Poker Face and she was in Russian Doll. Yeah, I like that show. Yeah, you like Poker Um, Face. And Russian Doll. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. I might have to go back and give this another shot. But, you know, I tell you what, what it basically centers around is that they both work at a hotel in Fresno and a series of incidents of them trying to cover up uh, an accidental death. Mm-hmm. Of a guest, yeah. um, at, at the time I do remember the show was just uh, pretty raunchy. I don't know, it was just it just didn't you know it didn't really do it for just, me. Now I yeah. have I have known people that have said, oh my gosh, addicted to Fresno, I love that show, that was amazing. So mm-hmm. I don't know, maybe I missed something. I'll have to go back maybe and give that another shot. Uh, maybe. I hey, know. you go for it. I'll wait for your review because <laughs> I'm not gonna watch it.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm not addicted to Fresno, even though I live here, darn it.
0: I kind of felt bad. I was like, man, this is giving Fresno a bad name, this right, show, right? exactly.
1: <laughs> Let's not pile on the whole city here all at once. Yeah, yeah, Okay, so as we move down the list here, this is going in descending order, by the way, folks, from 10 to 1. We're now at number 5, and we have the character Ava Sharp from DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Mm. So this, yeah, DC's Legends of Tomorrow has actually been a pretty uh, popular series on um, – it's on Netflix – but this basically features uh, some young, some popular DC characters that came together that weren't the Justice League, like okay. uh, uh, Brandon Routh appeared in it. And if you remember, Brandon Routh was Superman in Superman Returns, but he didn't appear as Superman in this movie. But it featured the char- other popular characters like Supergirl, uh, Firestorm, and uh, the Martian Manhunter. Okay. So the article here says that Legends of Tomorrow features the genetically engineered character Ava Sharp, played by Jess McCollin, whose connection to Fresno is her parents home on Harvest Lane in the city, although this is later revealed to be not as it seems. Folks, Eric and I have lived here in Fresno for a long time. I don't know about you, sir, but I don't know any Harvest Lane in this city. I, I don't know. I think that yeah,
0: no wonder it's not as it seems because there uh, there was no Harvest Lane. Yeah, that's a load of BS. Yeah. So. yeah. <laughs> of course, so, we say that and then we'll find out. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll drive. I'll be driving. That's west not on, true. I'll be
1: driving west on Shaw one day, and boom, there it is, Harvest Lane. I'll be going, son of a gun. <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah. So, um, oh, here's another one. Now, this is interesting. You actually explained yes. this one to me. I did. Um, because, <laughs> I'm so okay. So proud of myself. Yeah, well, this one was from, <laughs> this is from the 1997 movie Con Air. Yes. And I do remember, uh, I do remember, it's been a long time since I've seen this one, too. Yeah. And I do remember, though, it says, uh, but there is uh, Officer uh, Grasso of the Fresno Police, Police Department, Department. Yes. T- played by... Uh, Tommy Bush. Uh, Tommy Bush
1: yeah, uh, alerts,
0: alerts uh, uh, Vince Larkin of the U.S. Marshal Service. Uh, th- this, is, this is when the body fell from the plane, right? That is correct. So what happened – go ahead and explain it to me because you, yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. you know it better. Yeah,
1: okay. So this this part of the article references the portion of the movie where Dave Chappelle's character, Q-Ball Parker, is caught in the landing gear mm. of the airplane that the uh, criminals have hijacked. And they can't gain altitude. And the reason why is because his character got caught in the landing gear. He's, and the
0: landing gear can't go up. The right? landing so gear they, can't
1: go yeah. up. So there's a part where Ving Rames asks Nicolas Cage's character, uh, Cameron Poe, to go down with him and find out why they can't raise the landing gear. Well, lo and behold, they find Dave Chappelle's body jammed in between the landing gear. So Ving Rames tells him, okay, kick him overboard. Because he's dead at this he's point. He's dead right? at this point, yeah. yeah. But uh, in the process, before he does that, Nicholas Cage takes a Sharpie pen Wal Ving Rhames is not looking and writes uh, special agent Larkin heading to Lerner Airfield, which is where they were going. And then he shoves Dave Chappelle's body out and then the landing gear comes up. Well, the body falls on this car in this city, which at that time we don't know where it is. And then it cuts to the next scene where a cop played by where this article picks up says, uh, this is Ted Grasso of the Fresno Police Department Agent Vince Larkin we have a body down here and it has your name written <laughs>
0: all over it Yeah and and the uh, the marshal was played by John, John Cusack, uh, Cusack yeah. by the way yeah yeah And so it, it says too is another uh, memorable moment was uh Uh, ends with the uh, officer telling uh, I don't think he's an astronaut. I don't think he's an astronaut, (laughs) which he did. And
1: I remember Eric watching this movie very well because it's so bad that it's actually hilarious. That scene where the body falls down and it shows the city of Fresno shows all these massive skyscrapers as if you were in
0: downtown Manhattan. Ah, I'll have to rewatch that. Oh, my gosh, Seriously. We got like one one semi, not even, I'd say, half a scraper. Right. Yeah, we we nice can actually rewatch it together, but I'll show you. It's That like is
1: funny. Jerry Bruckheimer, do a better job at casting location next yeah. time, because Fresno does not look like downtown Manhattan. No, either. no, for sure, for <laughs> no, sure. <laughs> it does not. Anyway, yeah, that's but, funny. I'll have, to, yep. I'll have to watch that one. Yeah, definitely.
0: Go, go ahead and take this. This is number three. Go ahead and take number three. Yeah,
1: we're almost there, folks. We're at number three, which is the character Artie Decker from Parental Guidance, which came out in 2012. So in this family comedy... Artie Decker is played by the legendary Billy Crystal. Mm -hmm. Don't need to mention his resume. And in this particular role, Crystal's character, um, Artie Decker, is a play-by-play announcer for the real-life minor league baseball team, the Fresno Grizzlies. Yes. And a grandparent to three grandkids who, through a turn of events, all end up under his care. Hijinks ensue, and you can manage with Billy Crystal what that might entail. But so, yes, there actually is a minor league baseball team here called the Fresno Grizzlies, and they are the single-A affiliate of the Colorado
0: Rockets so that part you know, we can vouch is true I have to I have to go back and watch this movie did this movie mm-hmm. was this movie supposed to take place in Fresno then? Uh, I mean, I, not it didn't actually get filmed here, but was it supposed to take place in Fresno?
1: In, in parts of it, I think it was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. To be honest with you, I'm not really a big Billy Crystal fan. Okay. So I didn't watch it, so I can't really uh, state that without stating fallacy. Without- well, and,
0: and I've heard this before, and like I was telling you earlier, I don't know if this, if it's if I actually watched the movie or if it's because of just the Fresno Grizzlies, I heard the tie-in that that Billy Crystal was a play-by-play announcer. or could be. Uh yeah, so I I'm I'm not sure on that, but yeah, I'm not either. We'll have to source that out and do a
1: recap later or something I guess.
0: So okay, so here number two, uh, we're coming down to uh, this one is Private uh, James uh, Jim Marita, uh, Captain America the fr- from Captain America the First, First Avenger, Avenger in 2011. Yes. It says uh, yep. when Private Marita played by uh, Kenneth Choi is freed from imprisonment from behind enemy lines in 1945. A soldier yep. questions his status as an American. And Maria yep. re- replies curtly that he is from... Fresno, Fresno Ace. Ace. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Yep. Yeah, I'm from Fresno Ace I'm or something. Fresno yeah, yeah. Ace, yeah. Yeah, so he becomes a member of the Howling Commandos, which is Captains America's Elite Combat, combat Unit yep. unit. Yeah. So that that is great. Yeah, I love that. I'm from Fresno Ace. Yeah, I'm from Fresno Ace. Yeah. And not yeah. only
1: does he tell him I'm from Fresno Ace, but he actually shows him his dog tag. He like wraps it around his fingers <laughs> and says, Relax, I'm from
0: Fresno Ace. Yeah, so. that is great. That that's amazing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I do it remember is. that. So that was very that's yep. Fun. And now we are down to number one on the list. And this one shocked me the most.
1: It flabbergasted me, too, because I total
0: Well, I knew this, and I remembered it, but when it, when it jogged my memory, I was like, oh, my God, it did. I don't think I ever... When I watched this movie, mm-hmm. I don't remember, and we watched it recently with my daughter. Okay. I don't think I caught this. I did not catch this, which is shocking to me. But anyway, go ahead. That's the character Wayne Zielinski
1: from Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. 1989. 1989, featured Rick Moranis, mm-hmm. uh, Dark Helmet from Spaceballs. Yes, dark Helmet. Yeah, dark, yeah. Ludicrous speed, go! <laughs> but So in this one, he obviously plays the scientist responsible for shrinking his children and the children of his neighbor down to a quarter-inch size and thrusting them into the death-defying adventure to find their way home. The movie is set in Fresno. Did not know that. Set in Fresno and in the sequel, 1992's Honey, I Blew Up the Kid, Zelensky clarifies that he is not and listen to this carefully, folks, quote, just some guy from Fresno who tinkered with crackpot ideas (laughs) in the attic, end quote. (laughs) So I think it is just Apropos that this movie is number one on this that list here, that is
0: that is amazing. Or the character is. I'm sorry, that not is the movie, amazing. but the I, yes. I remember. I remember. I'll tell you the truth, though. I mean, we're both from Fresno. I remember yes. uh, watching that movie. Like I said, watch it recently, and those scenes did not look like Fresno. So they definitely didn't film it here. No, no, I wish they, they would didn't. have. That would have been fun. That would have been fun. Yeah. But uh, yeah, this one did shock me. I didn't catch that that he was from Fresno. And he might have said it, and I just didn't. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean not that it wasn't there, just when when this was pointing out, when this pointed it out to me, I was like, whoa, in shock. And
1: actually, real quick, I'd like to go back to the Con Air reference. Sure. There was another mention of Fresno in Con Air where shortly after that scene that I described, it then cuts into the next scene where John Cusack's character, Vince Larkin, Runs into a room, looks at a map, and he says, "Okay, the plane took off from Carson City. Body falls here in Fresno." And he points, <laughs> he points to a place on the map that's in Nevada, not no California.
0: Way. Yes. Do people yep. not know where Fresno is? <laughs> yep. Oh my god! So, like
1: I said, better casting decision or oh better uh, location scouting next time, Jerry Bruckheimer.
0: Well, I'll, I'll tell you, I know there's been a ton more references of Fresno in oh, yeah. other movies. Oh, you oh, know, yeah, so yeah. Uh, like I said, th- this was just from from. Our local uh, uh our local news outlet here. here, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah they yeah. they pointed out, but there's been a ton more references. But right. let me let me let me put this out there. I, any of the audience members, if you guys uh, uh, if you guys have heard of Fresno in any other movies, please let us know. Put yes. it. Uh, go to Twitter. Uh, contact us on Twitter. It's PTI underscore podcast. Maybe I'll even put I'll put a tweet up and That's say now, if you've heard of any other movie, any movies with Fresno yep. in it and then also on the facebook
1: and i'll do the same thing on facebook yes yeah on the
0: facebook group so yes. all right hey guess what
1: Whoa, that talk of fresno that, means that's our cue that is that yeah that was a lot of that was, was. a lot of
0: fresno talk on this show that's too much <laughs> but fun it was fun it was fun yeah hey we hope you guys enjoyed the show like we always say please review and subscribe to the show it helps us out and we definitely do appreciate it And don't forget to follow us on
1: social media, on Twitter at PTI underscore podcast, and then on Facebook at Pardon the
0: Intermission. All right, everyone. Hey, take care out there, and we will catch you guys on the next one. See you on the flip side. God bless. Hey, thank you so much for listening. Now, I want you to go check out one of the other best podcasts around. It's called the No Focus Radio Hour. It has comedy and insight from the greatest minds in the know. And how do I know? Well, because I'm part of that great show also. So please, go check it out. It's available on all your podcasting apps. The No Focus Radio Hour.